You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Today, we're doing a bride guide episode. I was going to do a whole episode, literally just talking about holiday weddings. But then I checked my email box and I was like, oh, we've got bigger problems, honey. We've got mother-in-law issues. We've got friend issues. We've got basically everything regarding family dynamics. And to be honest, that's why I tell some of y'all to elope because y'all family dramas is just going to give you a headache. So (laughs) um, I'm not telling you to elope today. Let's go ahead and have this wedding. But to make sure that you actually get some sleep at night, especially for my people pleasers, my type airs who always want control. Having to navigate your family drama is probably step one in your planning process before you even make a budget, before you even try and figure out a venue. You and your special person need to have a, have a hard meeting about who is involved in this planning process, whose voices matter, whose money matters. (laughs) Yes, all money matters, we know. But it's really understanding exactly who's who's allowed in the room. So step one, because I used to be a mediator in middle school. I was the one who kind of helped people like, uh, you want to hear this person's problems, you want to hear that person's problems. And I think that really attributed to my success as a wedding planner because most of my job, (laughs) um, especially when I have parents paying for the wedding and then I have a couple who is like, what? And they're just at each other's necks and throats and no one's, uh, the parents don't want the first look and then the other people are like, but we need to, we want cocktail hour. Trying to find a happy medium is what a lot of wedding planning looks like. And it's your first kind of big project as a couple, but also it's the first kind of step into each other's families. And you kind of want to get this right because you're going to have a lot of holiday gatherings. You're going to have family vacations. You're going to have family reunions. Oh, I'm going to meet y'all at the graduation, the christenings, all the other, all the other accoutrements. So it's like, this is your step one into kind of learning about your family, but also learning about your partner, how you problem solve, how you want to be involved. So this is a really great, like, let's, let's all just communicate. And I think that's the first, communication's major key, but I think the first step is coming together as a unit, as a couple. You now are your own little family, which is really cute. Maybe your plant comes to the meeting or the dog comes to the meeting. But have a really clear meeting about what this planning process looks like to the both of you from the standpoint of boundaries. How often do you want to talk about a wedding? (laughs) How soon do you want to get the wedding planned by? How many people can come? But most importantly, who else gets to make decisions about details for the wedding? Is it just you? Is it your moms? Is it aunts, fathers, best men, friends from college? All of those things, having having a really clear conversation about who's on this team with the both of y'all, but also making it really clear that no decision gets made until the both of you have discussed it and you check off the box and you submit the deposit and it's done. If other people are paying for the wedding 
you definitely want to talk about this first. <laughs> if other people are paying or contributing to the wedding, you want to have a conversation internally, of course, to identify what you want that to mean for the both of you. So kind of have your terms ready and then have a conversation with the the party, your treasury department, if you will, and then ask, you know, what does this mean for the both of you? This is what we're willing to give. I would say an example would be spouse one's parents are paying maybe half the, half the cost of the wedding. And you guys already know that they decided to give this lump sum, but you haven't really had a meeting about it yet. I would say have an internal meeting that says, all right, we're going to allow them to have this many guests. If they want to take on any task, they get to take on the task of maybe the linens or they get to take on a rehearsal dinner or a welcome party or something like that where there's no no opinion from us as the couple will kind of just show up. We're fine with that. Like identify the things that are really not high on your priority list as a couple. And then also make it really clear like as the priorities, we love food and beverage. We really want to be the ones that pick the venue. If we do a destination, we get to pick the place, but they just get to support us financially. They they make they get maybe 15% of the guest list and that's it period. And then walk into that meeting saying, you know, this is what we're, we want to do. Are you guys able to do that? And then have a conversation that really makes, I would say makes everyone happy, but at the end of the day, you will not be able to make everyone happy through this process. But I think getting, being okay with, with, with the outcome is the, what being willing to compromise is what marriage is in essentially and in, in what wedding planning is a whole lot of. So coming to a place where maybe the people are paying, you're, you've come to a happy, happy spot. <laughs> so, and just really making that really, really clear on the front end is going to save you. I would even go as far as to have it in writing, but that's me because I love a contract. Uh, <laughs> so I think, Step one, getting the family on board. Again, if maybe you have a parent who isn't paying for the wedding financially at all, but they want to do something. They said they want to help. They want to give their time. They want to have ideas. Identify exactly how that person is going to be involved throughout the planning process. Maybe they get to come to tastings. Maybe they get to come to the wedding dress shopping. Really, really hone in on what everyone gets to do. Think of it as kind of like assigning job descriptions to the various people that get involved in this planning process. Because if you let everyone kind of just come in and throw their opinions at you, that's where anxiety and overwhelm be just kind of takes over because you're now taking their opinions as like true and valid and really holding on to them when all you should be saying is, thank you so much. That's a cool idea. I'm going to talk to x about it because you guys are president everyone else is kind of like they're worker bees and maybe you know it's like your ceo or treasury department or the people paying but technically you're your president you guys are the president of this planning process you guys make the final call but making that clear the moment you can as soon as you can, like, hey, guys, we're in charge. Just flagging that. We value your opinions. However, final decisions will be coming from us just flagging that. Are we all okay with that? Does that work for everyone? Cool? Cool. <laughs> and then, like, I think the same thing for friends. Wedding party. 
all of the emotion that comes with it because you really want to, you're, there's so much strength that goes behind trying to make all these other people happy at the sake of your own. So it's really identifying what are these other people doing in your planning process? Are they planning the bachelorette party? Do you have expectations that they buy their dress and pay for hair and makeup? Whatever your expectations are, make them really, really clear to the other party so there's no confusion on the fact that, oh, I didn't know I had to pay for my own dress. I didn't know I had to pay for my own eyelash upgrade. Get it clear. You like up just so that everyone who can, the moment that they say yes to, I want to be a bridesmaid, I want to be a groomsman, whatever it is, they know exactly what your expectations are of them. I want you to show up at every single event. I'm going to have five bachelorette parties. I want you at all of them. If that's a thing, make sure that's really, really clear to them so that they can show up the way you want to. When we don't express our expectations, that's how we get disappointed by people. So the sooner we can let people know exactly what our expectations are of them and how we want them to show up for us, the sooner they can either say, yes, I can do that, or no, that actually doesn't work for me. I won't be able to do that. However, I would love to do this for you. And then you can compromise and meet them where they're at. But don't have such high expectations and get disappointed when you haven't expressed them. And again, you will not be able to please everyone you were going to disappoint probably a lot of people through this process. But the only person you should focus on not disappointing is yourself and your partner. Okay, you might disappoint them as well too, but focus on not disappointing yourself <laughs> and don't give away yourself too much. Do what you can. This is your wedding. It's, it's, I wanna say it's all about you, but you're putting a lot into planning this moment that tells your love story. So if some people are dissatisfied or some people are unhappy, unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to have to be. And you hope they can show up with a smile to support you, period. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is do not walk, run. Make sure that your registry is with Zola. Go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist. You can do websites. You can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create. And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at $149.00 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. 
Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsmen management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting GenerationTux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc., I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show-stopping sparkles, often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, Nadri's got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nadri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BETCHESBRIDE. Valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nadri for yourself by visiting nadri.com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nadri.com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. That's N-A-D-R-I dot com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. All right, let's get into some of these emails. All right. Hey, Fallon, I love the pod and your take on all things weddings. I'm writing because I have some anxiety around a situation involving my mother-in-law. My future sister-in-law and best friend got married three years ago, and I played a huge part in planning, decorating, coordinating, etc. Since that experience, my boyfriend and I have been aligned on an Italian elopement so we can spend the time and money we would spend on our friends and family on our honeymoon. I have level set everyone's expectations from the date by saying that we're eloping in Italy, but everyone would be invited. Well, a few years and some family health issues with my in-laws, my partner and I have decided we will only be inviting his sister and her husband as there are two closest friends. My family is fine with this news and even excited they don't have to shell out a bunch of money and travel halfway around the globe to be with us for two days. How do I break it to my future mother-in-law who has major FOMO so that she doesn't guilt trip my partner and hate me for the rest of our marriage? Any site you could provide would be wonderful. Thank you. A bride trying to stay on her mother-in-law's good side. Ooh. Okay. Well, step one, you made a good call on the elopement. But if you were inviting everyone, it technically was still a wedding. But I love you. Okay, so (laughs) now you're really having an elopement with just two people, your witnesses, essentially. I would break the news probably over dinner. I would (laughs) take her to an Italian restaurant. Okay, so (laughs) this is interesting because I guess I want more context and understanding. Did you not? It seems like everyone else knows but her. I don't. So like if you told my family is fine with the news, except you didn't tell her, oh my God, I would have a conversation with her 
over dinner over a nice something. You're definitely going to need to bring her a gift back, especially if she wanted to go and just communicate clearly. This is the decision we've made. um, And we think it's best for everyone. We don't want to exclude anyone. So therefore we're only taking Sarah and Jake. We're only taking them. And we hope that you can be happy for us. We'll send you pictures. We love you. Communication's key. And again, like I just said, you're going to disappoint somebody. She might be a little salty, but also hear from her. What is she feeling? And listen to her and listen to her feelings. And then do what you can to hopefully get her on your side again, but say, we know you're disappointed, but this is what really works for us. And this is what's best for us. And this is a decision that we've made. And we'd love your support. I think just keep it clean. Rip the Band-Aid off. The sooner the better. Because she might hear from someone else, apparently. (laughs) Communicate your vision. Communicate what you guys want as a couple. Make it plain. But I see a dinner. I say dinner. All right. Next email is, hi, Fallon. Love the pod. I'm getting married next spring on my fiance's parents' property in Kentucky. It's obviously untraditional to do something centered around the groom, but that is the place where we fell in love and feel central to our story. It's also a gorgeous estate. We felt we couldn't top with another venue. What I didn't foolishly take into account is how much his mother would be trying to control the planning. Considering it's on her property, I imagine she feels it's natural to try and be in charge of many aspects of the process. I've let it slide for the most part because I know her heart is in the right place. However, we're running into a disagreement over the day after brunch. I know I will have a low social battery at this point in the weekend. We're starting things out with a welcome party for our roughly 200 guest list on Thursday, and the brunch is Sunday morning. The guest list is already larger than I want it to be because we have large families and our parents have many friends. Now his mother is suggesting all her friends and neighbors who didn't make the cut for the wedding should be invited to the brunch. I feel this is not only awkward, but also not how I want to be spending my time that morning. Tired and maybe a little hungover, I want to be with my friends and family saying goodbyes after a long weekend, not meeting and mingling with people who aren't even particularly close with my fiance. Am I in the right to draw this boundary? And how would you suggest I go about it? Thank you in advance, Elizabeth. So I kind of said earlier, and this kind of touches on this, like, if she's giving the property, what were her expectations of that? Like, because now it sounds like you're getting closer to the wedding and she's like basically planned the whole thing. And now you're like, whoa, sister. <laughs> I don't, I do think you're in the right to draw a boundary. But you want to have a conversation about, because uh, I have a few, I have a few other questions about, is she paying for it? Is she paying for it in total? If that, is the case her inviting these other people eh, yeah you could fight it but they're not coming to the wedding they're coming to the day after brunch and like let let the mom show off i i wouldn't i wouldn't be too phased about it but you did say i have a low social battery and you're really trying to keep if you're trying to keep this wedding like truly intimate well 200 is a loose intimate but i i get where you're coming from like you're really trying to make this seem like it's just your event and not just allowing, for lack of better words, kind of like the riffraff, like, sorry, you guys are the C-list, you didn't make it, you get to come to the brunch kind of thing. I think that does feel a little weird and it does deserve a conversation because you also want to know how many people is it? Is it 
if it's like five or six, I'm like, sure, whatever. But if it's like 20, you know, there's, there comes a line in which you, yeah, I would, I would definitely suggest having a conversation with mom to say, Hey, like I've appreciated everything you've done. But at the end of the day, I really want this day to be about the guest and really creating a community and the people that you're inviting. I just don't know. Are you able to meet me halfway here? But I agree with you that if that's important to you, this is your day, make that plain. And since you're kind of already in it, I would try and get your fiance to kind of back you. It's his family's home. It really does feel like kind of like they're really rolling out the red carpet here. So you, you want to have that united front meeting with him saying, Hey, this is not feeling good. And this, and I would express like, this feels really groom centric and this is where I'm coming from and have an open conversation about everyone's feelings regarding this event and come to a happy medium. But I think it's trying to pull the reins back on who is leading the charge on the decision-making. And I don't want to say you might be too far gone, but it really just, it really needs to have a conversation. Like the way you even positioned it in this email of like, look, I let y'all go all this way. And now I'm like, look, I can't do this. Can I, can I get this one thing? Can the Sunday brunch be my thing and see what they say, but have a conversation with your fiance, make sure he's down and really understands where you're coming from. And maybe he can point you in the right direction about how to navigate the conversation with his mother. But I think you really need to have a tete to tete about it. Good luck, sister friend, Elizabeth. I hope you I hope you tackle it, but good for you for getting basically a free venue. Well, I don't know if it was free, but because you probably still had to build a tent and all this other stuff, but way good job. And yeah, also decide if this battle is something that's worth your headache. Is it like just really identify how many people it is and is if it's really gonna blow your skirt up, but it sounds like there just might be a little bit of underlining, like the brunch may not even be that big of a deal. There may just be the underlining issue of the fact that mom kind of took the reins and ran with it. And you're a little like, oof. so dig deep, identify exactly what your true problem is, what your true feelings are regarding the entire situation. Write them down to yourself personally about how you really, really feel about your wedding planning experience and then identify the words that you want to use to discuss it with your mother-in-law and how this planning process has impacted you and what you can do to kind of turn it around so that way on the wedding day, you truly feel like you didn't just show up to something. I'm wishing you the best, my friend. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value. 
at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. All right, one more email. Uh, Going to cut right to the chase here. I'm getting married in May 2025, so we have all the time in the world, but I'm planning to ask my bridesmaids in early 2024. Kind of just want to get it over with, especially since I keep getting asked who my bridesmaids will be. I honestly don't even care about having bridesmaids, but my fiance really wants to have groomsmen. So not having them isn't an option. We're also set on having eight each. I've already decided on the group. My maid of honor is my oldest childhood friend. Then the rest of the party is made up of my cousin, my BFF from high school, my future sister-in-law, and four friends from college. I haven't officially asked any of them yet, although most of them do know they will be in the wedding. I'm also the first of my friends to get married and don't expect any no's. Here's my issue. I have a group of five friends from elementary who will not be included. I don't think four of them will really care or be surprised as we aren't that close despite being friends for so long, but I was in the fifth one's wedding in fall 2022. While we don't spend much time together, I know she considered this group her core friends, and I think she'll be surprised that all of them won't be included in my bridal party. She's also mentioned being in it, and I just keep changing the subject. Woo. The other part of the dilemma is I have a large number of friends from college. Three of them are in the wedding party, but four of them I am close with will not be due to us wanting to keep things to eight people. I don't foresee them really caring though. Despite not being bridesmaids, both groups mentioned will be invited to my bridal shower and bachelorette party. My question is, how do I tell them they will not be included? It feels obnoxious to send out a group text and weird to FaceTime them all individually to tell them they won't be in the bridal party. But I also would feel bad having people find out from social media. Do I just tell the one friend whose wedding I was in? Please help. Any advice is appreciated. Thank you so much. A stressed, people-pleasing bride-to-be. Woo! All right. A few things you can do here. I agree about the five friends from elementary school. It sounds like there's one friend from that group who kind of thinks all of you guys are really close, and she... She would be the one that's kind of your outlier who's like, why not me? Especially since she's brought it up and you've kind of been like quiet on the set. Because it sounds like that's her, her feelings and emotions. But having a conversation with her, I I 100% agree. You don't have to FaceTime. You don't have, I would just call her or I would go, I I wouldn't call her. I would do this in person. But think of another um, task. If you know this is important to her, think of another task that you could give her that would be just as important. Maybe she can do a reading. Maybe she can, I mean, you can have her give a toast, um, maybe at the rehearsal dinner. Um, There's a few other things you could think of having her do. 
But I definitely would have a conversation with her to say, hey, I was grateful to be in your wedding, but just just because you're in someone else's wedding doesn't mean you have to have them in yours. And to, surprise, surprisingly, some people don't really care to be in other people's weddings just because of the expense and the, just the impact of their, it is on your life. But I like the idea that you're still going to invite everyone to your bachelorette party and your bridal shower. I think that's a beautiful idea and keeping it at that is just fun. And maybe this fifth friend can be like the lead planner for both of those events to give her like another job title if she wants to feel important. But, you know, to be honest, I would, I would just add her if it, if you think it's going to, I, I mean, I know you want eight on each side, but I'm like eight and nine really isn't going to be that big of a deal. I would probably just throw her in if you think it's going to be that much of a kerfuffle, unless you're actually close with the future sister-in-law. Cause I was like, I would remove the sister-in-law and throw in my friend. Um, <laughs> but you, it's really understand, have a conversation with the girl, understand where she's coming from and say, look, I wasn't going to have any. We had to do eight. And these are people that are really, really close to me. I still love you, but I, 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 you just didn't make the cut. Like, ouch. <laughs> it's going to be a hard conversation, but hopefully she's okay with it. And I would, again, give her another job title. But don't, don't let this kill you. Because if it really, really hurt you, I would make, the, I would make it an uneven number and make her nine and call it a day. But I can see how <sighs> either have everybody in there or have none. <laughs> and that's usually how I'm, I'm feeling. Yeah, I would definitely just have a conversation with the fifth friend from elementary school. And your friends from college, I'm sure, will totally understand. And just say, hey, this was the luck of the draw. This is what we did. And I hope you guys can understand and still support me and be at the wedding um, and be at all these other events. I love you, but this is my final decision and see what happens. <laughs> All these things are, the, you see, it's like so hard to navigate and it really just comes down to talking. You're just gonna have to talk to them, but you also have to get really, 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 really clear on what you feel about the situation um, before you show up to that conversation. So that way you can make sure your words get out appropriately. And again, you're gonna disappoint a lot of people. Just don't disappoint yourself. All right, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. You guys can follow me at I am Fallon Carter. You can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. You guys, be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Batches.